All right, we are back. Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse Mapati, and on this Friday edition of this podcast, we're going to talk about Cincinnati Bearcats football. Yes, the UC Bearcats, fresh off a historic season last year where the Bearcats went 13-1, won the American Athletic Conference Championship, and also, for the first time, a non-Power 5 school in college football the Bearcats made the college football playoff. Now, okay, they lost in the semifinal game to Alabama, okay? That should not be held against them. They were the first non-P5 school to ever make the college football playoff. That's a big deal, and that's such a big accomplishment. And what a special season last year at Clifton. And now this year, it's going to look a lot different, this 2022 edition of the Cincinnati Bearcats football team. Bearcats are going to lose a lot of talent from last year's team. You know, the Bearcats don't have Desmond Ritter anymore, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant, Jerome Ford, Alec Pierce, Curtis Brooks, Darian Beavers, Maje Sanders, Joel DeBlanco. All those players that I just listed right now pretty much built the foundation that Luke Fickle, Bearcats football coach, wanted to build when he was first introduced as head coach back in 2016. And all those players are as well are in the NFL. So nine, nine Bearcat players were drafted in this year's NFL draft. That's a big deal. And with the Bearcats heading to the Big 12 next year, this program just, is just going to continue, continue to rise. And it's a good thing for the program. It's a good thing for the university. It's a good thing for the city as well. Now, how is this 2022 team going to shape up? Well, it's unknown. It's it's an unknown it's an unknown team this year, but you know what? I think I'm very excited. Am I more excited than last year's team? I don't know because this year is just you you still have older players that's that played from last year's team that are gonna have new roles. They're gonna take an even bigger step in playing time and also in a leadership role as well. So and also you're gonna have newcomers that are going to be fighting positions. So there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of competition and a lot of players are going to try to prove themselves, which is a good thing. So, and that's why before the season, the football team had to higher ground, which is in Indiana, and they'll be there for the next 18 days. I think they arrived on Thursday. So for the next 17 days, they'll be practicing. And basically that's where, the team bonding, the chemistry, and the connections start, which is in higher ground in Indiana. So, so we're gonna, so it's gonna be interesting to see how the team will come out of that, and and then we're pretty much a month away from the opener in Fayetteville, Arkansas, against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Now, it's crazy that this is year six for Luke Fickle as Cincinnati Bearcats head football coach. It's. You know, everything that he goes through every offseason of teams wanting him and, like, the notable teams like Texas, Notre Dame, Ohio State, all those rumors thinking that Fickle is going to leave Cincinnati to go to a bigger school. And he's just stayed loyal to us. He stayed loyal to this to this program, stayed loyal to this university, to the fan base. And it's just, I love that, man. And Luke Fickle has been, just been great for just the city in general. And his family really loves Cincinnati. So it's just crazy that 
he's been here for now six years. It just feels like he was the heck. It just feels like he was introduced as the Bearcats head football coach like last year. You know, time just goes by. So for the first time ever, well, in his tenure that he doesn't have Desmond Ritter. There was never a quarterback competition battle because we knew who the Bearcats starting quarterback was. So this year, we're going to have a quarterback battle. We're going to have a running back battle. The Bearcats do have a solid receiving core. And the Bearcats' offensive line is one of the best in college football. The defense remains solid. Obviously, you're going to lose. You lose uh, the first, the, the fourth pick in the NFL draft in Sauce Gardner. And then you lose Kobe Bryant and you lose Brian Cook. You lose a lot. Majay Sanders, Darren Beavers, like I said earlier. But the Bearcats' defense is still good, and it's not rebuilding, it's reloading. So they should be very solid in that front. And also the Bearcats have a solid punt, and also punt return team, and also they have finally, finally, a field goal kicker. The Bearcats struggled last year, to say the least, when it comes to kicking field goals. They were pretty much the worst in college football. It was bad. So now this year you combine a solid punt and field goal kicking team. Huh, that's a that's a big leverage to have. And also, the road to a three-peat as conference champions will be tough for the Bearcats this year because you have Houston, you have UCF, you have SMU, you have Memphis. So all those those three teams are in the mix to win and battle for the American Athletic Conference Championship. The final year for both Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. Sorry, SMU, Memphis, ECU, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, Navy, Temple. Enjoy your time in America. But, yeah, it's going to be a competition to see if the Bearcats can three-peat. I mean, that's why this year is, is very – it's the unknown of this team, but I'm actually looking forward to it. So, let's start with the quarterback battle between sophomore Evan Prater and senior Ben Bryant. Evan Prater, the Bearcats, he's a recruiter. Well, the Bearcats recruited him out of Wyoming. And it's a place in Ohio, by the way, not Wyoming all the way in the West. But Evan Prater, he appeared in five games last year. I mean, he only went 5'11", 38 yards, completion percentage of 45.5%, two touchdowns, one interceptions. Those stats doesn't really mean a lot because, obviously, he came in when the Bearcats were crushing their opponents, okay? So, like I said, those stats don't really mean anything. Now, this year, you would think that Prater, knowing the offense, knowing everything, you would think that he's going to start on September 3rd at Arkansas. I like Prater. He's very mobile, very athletic. I think the thing that... Us Bearcat fans are wanting to see in Prater is his accuracy and his deep ball. And he had the leverage of working with Desmond Ritter. And I know Des taught Prater a lot. And I think Prater is going to take those lessons from Ritter and emulate that to his game. So that's a big deal for him. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think Prater, when it comes to athleticism, he could be more athletic than Dez. 
But Dez did throughout his career worked on his his deep ball and it got better. Sometimes Dez's accuracy can be hit or miss, but he got better as well. And he was really, really good last year in his final year as a collegiate quarterback. So we'll see how Prater does. You know, I don't think we all should be, you know, upset when he has growing pains because this is his first time in his collegiate career that he's going to be having a lot of first team reps you know we'll see we'll see if he's going to be the starting quarterback but he's going to play some games this year so we'll see I think Evan Prater has a he has very he has potential he has potential and if he just continues to improve his his accuracy and just his deep ball and getting his ball to receivers then he's gonna be really good for us the reason why we we got him because he was very good in high school when he was playing at Wyoming. So I think I think he's a real deal. So we just got to just be patient. I know Bearcat fans are very impatient when it comes to a lot of things. So when it comes to this quarterback battle, we need to be patient. Now, the person Prater that he's going to be battling with is a guy that us UC fans are very familiar with, Ben Bryant. He spent his first three seasons at UC and then transferred to Eastern Michigan last year. He played one season there. In Eastern Michigan, Ben Bryant threw for 3,121 yards, 14 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, good for a completion percentage of 68.4. Ben Bryant is a pocket passer, and he has a solid arm. And back in 2019, when he was with UC, he started the last regular season game at Memphis. That was a game where... Both UC and Memphis were battling for who's going to host the American Athletic Conference Championship game the next week. And Dez was coming off an injury, so the Bearcats decided to start Ben Bryant. And he played well in that game. He went 20 for 32 for 229 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. That was his first collegiate start. And you're telling me, and some people are telling me, well, Jesse, those are not good stats. Well, Got to realize that this man was throwing into the fire. It was his first ever college start, and the Bearcats could have won that game. Okay, a lot, a lot of things went wrong in that game, and Ben Bryant was sacked five times. He did do two interceptions, and the Bearcats did have some turnovers that pretty much gave Memphis the game. But yeah, so Ben Bryant is. He's good. I think he has a good arm. And if you had to tell me, like, who would I want to start against Arkansas? It's like, it's very hard because I want to say Prater because he knows the offense. But the Bearcats need a pocket passer. And that's what Ben Bryant does. And he has a good arm. And... I don't know. I think I think Luke is very loyal to players that have stayed in his program for a long period of time. And, you know, he recruited Evan Prater. So I think that if Prater does well in camp and I think it's good that Ben Bryan is back at UC, that's going to push Prater even to perform at a higher level to win the quarterback starting job. So... If I was Luke, I would pick Ben Bryant. I know he I know he left UC for one year and then came back 
this year, but I will pick Ben Bryant just simply because of of just him being a pocket passer. There's nothing wrong being a being an athletic and running quarterback. I just feel like when you're playing against a team like Arkansas, who is probably going to be preseason top 15, and you're playing on the road, and it's a big game to start the season, kind of want a quarterback that has played in a lot of games. And I don't think you want to put Evan Prayer in the fire in game one. I know that's a little... It's a little harsh because he's been here for two seasons and he pretty much knows the offense. So I will pick Brent Bryant to be the starting quarterback for the Bearcats in week one. But hey, if Luke decides to go with Evan, hey, let, let the kid do his thing. And I like Evan. So we'll see how that goes. So that's going to be the quarterback battle. So just keep an eye on that throughout the season. All right. So the running backs. So there's no Jerome Ford, but the Bearcats do have Ryan Montgomery, who did play. He did play a lot last year, you know, behind Jerome Ford. And then Ethan Wright, who I thought was going to be battling Ryan Montgomery for the running back spot. Actually, this past week, it was announced that Ethan Wright's going to go from being a running back to safety, which was very interesting. So I'm like, okay, so Ethan's going to be now safety. Enter in Corey Kenner. Remember Corey Kenner, that highly talented Roger Bacon running back standout who chose UC, I'm sorry, he chose LSU over UC. And then he played for, he was down at Baton Rouge for two seasons. And then he decided to just transfer back home, <clears throat> which makes sense. So <clears throat> you're going to see Montgomery and Kenner, you know, giving time when it comes to the running backs positioning. So I think that's the area where there's going to be like a battle. There's going to be there's there's also question marks as well because Jerome Ford was very good for us last year and one of the most underrated running backs in the in college football. So Montgomery and Kenner and I Corey Kenner was so good in high, in high school. And, you know, he didn't really get a lot of playing time in LSU. So I think for him to make the decision to come back home and play for his hometown team in Cincinnati, I think that's good for him. And I think that's going to be a nice battle between him and Montgomery. So looking forward to that. The Bearcats have a great wide receiving core, like I said. Tyler Scott is going to make a jump this year. He's going to play a bigger role. You got Jaden Thompson and the tight ends. You have probably one of the top two tight end tandems in college football and Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor. So whoever the Bearcats quarterback is, he has a lot of good weapons to throw the football to. So that's going to be good for Cincinnati. And like I said earlier, the Bearcats defense, and also, by the way, the Bearcats have a new offensive coordinator. For the past five seasons, it was Mike Denbrock, and then he decided to go to LSU and... Buddy it up with Brian Kelly. Honestly, Denbrock did did a lot. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna bash the man because he did drive me crazy with his play calling and just at times being so hella conservative. But I am so glad that he's gone. And now the Bearcats 
new offensive coordinator is Gino Gadulli, who did play at UC as their quarterback, and also for the past several seasons was the Bearcats quarterback's coach. So I'm glad Gino got the promotion to be the Bearcats' next offensive coordinator, and I think that's the right decision, and I think he's going to hopefully let it fly. That's the Bearcats' motto, let it fly, and hopefully Gino doesn't be that conservative in his play calling. But it's his first year, so I'm going to give him grace because this is his first time being offensive coordinator. But I think that, you know, for him being a, a quarterback and also now he's going to be a coordinator, but also in his past was also a quarterback's coach, that helps a lot. So I think he's going to excel in that role. And I think that's the right fit. That's the perfect fit. So looking forward to seeing how Gino does as an offensive coordinator. All right, to the defensive side. Bearcats are led by second-year defensive coordinator Mike Tressel. And listen, the Bearcats still have a solid defense. Like I said earlier, you lose Sauce, you lose Kobe, you lose Brian, but you're still retooling. It's not rebuilding, you're retooling. So on the defensive line, you have Malik Vaughn, the Fairfield product, Jabari Taylor, and Javon Briggs, the Juana Hills product. And then the Bearcats did get Miami, Ohio transfer and first all-Mac linebacker Ivan Pace, who joins his brother Deshaun Pace in the linebacker's room. And Deshaun Pace, is he is a future NFL player. And his brother also is a future NFL player. So you have two brothers on the same team playing the same position. And two of them are NFL prospects. That's why the Bearcats defense is going to be okay. And also, you have in the linebacker room, Wilson Huber, Ty Van Fossen, and Jaheed Thomas. Huber's going to make a big leap in his senior year. He's going to play a bigger role. I think Huber's very underrated, so I think you guys are going to hear a lot of Wilson Huber this year. In the secondary, like I said, you lose Sauce, Kobe, and Cook, but you got Arquan Bush and Javon Hicks. Seniors that are going to play bigger roles in leadership and play. And then you have the newcomers in the secondary with Justin Harris, Todd Bumpus, and Sammy Anderson Jr. So <clears throat> overall, this Bearcats defense is really good. They call themselves the Black Cats defense, which I love. And they're going to just hit you in the face. So I'm looking forward to it. And... Is the defense going to be better than the previous two seasons of the Black Cats defense? Probably not, but they're still going to be solid. They could still be really solid, so still a good unit. Special teams. You got punter Mason Fletcher out of Australia, who had a breakout game in the college football playoff semifinal against Alabama last season. I think Fletcher is one of the best punters in college football. I think we're going to hear a lot of this name. And I think he's also definitely going to be an NFL player as well. And then you got Delaware transfer kicker Ryan Coe. We finally got a kicker who went 14 for 17 on field goals last season. So he's such a big addition and a big need because the Bearcats field goal kicking team was absolutely horrendous last year. And then you got kick return in Trey Tucker and in punt return and Ryan Montgomery. Trey Tucker also is going to play a lot in receivers this year as well. 
And Trey Tucker is really fast. And you remember last season when UC played at IU, he had a kick return touchdown that went 90 plus yards. Trey's fast. And I I believe that Trey's going to make that next jump as well this year. And I think a lot of people are going to know who Trey Tucker is as well. So the Bearcats football schedule. Here are the notable games that you guys should be on the lookout for. Obviously, the opener, September 3rd at Arkansas, 3.30 on ESPN. Big game. That's definitely going to be a top 20 matchup. And then the Bearcats' home opener will be the week after. It will be September 10th against Kennesaw State, who, by the way, runs a triple options scheme. So that's going to be that's gonna be fun to watch because it's going to be run, 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 run. Just like playing... Just, it's like playing Navy. <laughs> Fun times ahead watching that game. And on September 10th, the Bearcats will play Miami, Ohio. And that's the battle for the victory bell. And the Bearcats are going for, I believe, 15 in a row in that quote-unquote rivalry series. That game will be at noon. The Bearcats will be playing at Paul Brown Stadium. And then September 24th, the Indiana Hoosiers come to Cincinnati to take on the Bearcats. That game in time has not been announced yet. And then I believe that these two games in the conference schedule are going to pretty much decide if UC is going to 3 P as American Athletic Conference champions. Because October 22nd, which is my birthday, by the way, they go to SMU. And SMU has a good offense. They, they're they really good this year when it comes to offense and they still have the same quarterback, same receiving core, so they're still going to be a force. And then the week after, the Bearcats go to UCF, and UCF is always good. I mean, let me rephrase that. They're not always good, but they're, they're UCF, so we know what to expect. And even though they took a step back last year, I believe they're going to be better this year. Any UCF fans watching, or he, I'm sorry, watching, hearing this podcast, I'm not trying to trash you guys because I don't really like your fan base, but wow, we're really going there right now, Jesse. Are we really? But anyways, at SMU, at UCF, those are the two games where if Cincinnati can come out of it with a split, then I think the road to three-peating as conference champions looks really good. Obviously, if you lose two of those games, you're not going to win the conference, but if they could somehow win both of those games, the Bearcats' schedule looks favorable after they play UCF. After those two games, they play at SMU and at UCF. So we'll see. We'll see. Those are the, those are the games where I believe that's going to decide the Bearcats' fate when it comes to if they're going to repeat as conference champions for the third year in a row. So at Arkansas, home over against Kennesaw State, playing against Miami, Ohio. Indiana comes to Nipper and then at SMU and at UCF. And then the conference championship game will be played in the first weekend of December. That'll be on a Saturday. So hopefully the Bearcats will be hosting the American the American Athletic Conference Championship game at Cincinnati. So we shall see. Media day for the AAC was last week. And when I saw the rankings, I was like, okay. So Houston was picked to win the conference. They had seven first-place votes. The Bearcats were picked number two. 
Bearcats had 10 first place votes. Okay. UCF was picked third. They had seven first place votes. And then it went SMU, Memphis, East Carolina, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida, Navy, and Temple. Here's what Fickle said on the ACC preseason polls. He said, we'll use it. We like to play from that position a little bit more, but I don't think it's something where we're going to talk about disrespect. It can be motivating for sure and for me for sure. And then Fickle continuing, he said, there are a lot of things that will make our camp different that it's been the last few years. Different is not bad. Different changes things up. Different can be really good. With expectations to a couple, I'm sorry, with expect, with with exceptions to a couple positions, say that word five times, we have a lot more maturity than people wouldn't know. And I believe that when it comes to the Bearcats do have maturity on this team because they have players that are older and that played in the teams, the previous two teams that have won the conference championships. So it's not like this team is brand new. Like they still have I think people just don't know the names because everyone knew Desmond Ritter. Everyone knew Amar Sauce Gardner, you know. People knew those names, but I don't think people know, you know, Josh Wiley. People don't know Jabari Taylor, Javon Briggs, Malik Van, Leonard Taylor. The quarterback battle between Evan Prater and Ben Bryant, you know, so. And Wilson Huber. And Ty Van Fossen. So they don't know those names. People don't. The outside people don't know those names. So I think that these players are going to try to prove a point. And they have a chip on our shoulder. And that's very, very good to hear. So, yeah. I think that this year's team is going to... I think this year's team is going to surprise some people. Now, I haven't given my predictions for the season yet. That will come in the next week or two on a separate podcast. So... I think this team is going to be good. I don't think they're going to be 13-0 and good, but I think this team could definitely win their conference. I can definitely see this team competing for a potential New Year's Six Eve Bowl appearance. So we'll see. I think this is going to be it's an interesting season, but I'm actually looking forward to it. Like I'm not like putting so much pressure on this team. that's like, oh, my God, you need to go 13-0 and this year. You need to make the college football playoff. No. No, no, just as Fickle said, just be us. Be who the Bearcats football culture is and the rest will take care of itself. So the Bearcats had their first practice this past Wednesday and the Bearcats went to, like I said, higher ground on Thursday. Here's what Luke said to the media on the quarterback battle. He said, in quote, we'd like to have some things solidified in the first week and a half, we'll probably never tell too much, but it's important to, to the team, to the progress, that we can figure out some of the things out. He said, this is what the media said. Ficker was informed that if he did tell the media when the quarterback decision gets made, we could stop asking him about it, which I love that. <laughs> Ficker also said, I'd like to give you some easy questions. I don't want to make your job that difficult for you. Luke, it's okay, man. I'm not the media, but I'm a podcaster, so obviously I'm going to be watching whatever you say and also writing down some things and quotes you say. So technically, I'm kind of the media, but I don't want to be the media because I don't like the media. But if I was part of the media, I'll be like, you know, 
way better than these people. Dang, I'm bragging over here. But um, yeah, this is what Fickle said also. The theme of training camp this year and also the first practice they had on Wednesday. This is what Luke said. Like I said, this is what I said too. We just have to be us, Fickle said. We don't know exactly what us is just yet. But a lot of those things come to fruition as we get to higher ground and start to develop. It's not about what we put out on a wall or repeat every day. It's about what those guys really embody and embrace, which is very important. So I think this year is going to be a good year for Cincinnati Bearcats football. It's not going to be a rebuilding year. It's a retooling year. And the expectations is still the same. You win, a, you play for a championship here in Cincinnati. And then, obviously, as we move on to the Big 12 next year, the expectations are going to continue to grow. But I know Luke Fickle says it a lot that it doesn't change. It doesn't change. Just because we lost nine amazing players to the NFL doesn't mean that we're going to take a step back this year or that our mindset's going to change. Absolutely not. So I'm looking forward to it. And I think you guys should definitely look forward to it as well, because I believe that this team is going to be really good this year. And I think this team is going to surprise a lot of people. And I think it's kind of disrespectful that this team was picked number two to win their conference. A team that made the college football playoff last year a team that has won the conference the previous two seasons. No disrespect to Houston. I know Houston's good this year, but, I mean, we beat Houston last year in the American Athletic Conference Championship game. And I know we don't play Houston in the regular season, but, hell, we might play them in the conference championship title game again. So, it's like, we'll see. I think that I think the American Athletic Conference is ready for UC to leave. Because I know they don't like us <laughs> at all, and we don't like them too. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be bittersweet when we when we finally leave the American and go to the Big Twelve. So yeah, college football is a couple of weeks away, and the NFL is a month away as well too. So we got lots lots of football content to to just uh, bring out in this podcast. And I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to sharing it with you guys. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on Spotify. And I pretty much given up on trying to get this podcast on Apple Podcasts. So any of my any of my listeners that do have Apple Podcasts or are trying to look for my podcast, guys, I've tried. I've given up. So just download Spotify. Okay, it's free. Just do it. And you'll get a lot of the content of this podcast all fall on Spotify. All right. You guys have a good weekend. And the next podcast, we're going to do a recap of the Cincinnati Bengals training camp week two edition. And also we're going to talk about the Reds and their trading deadline deals and pretty much trading the the players that need to trade it and get back some good prospects. We'll see how that goes down the road for the Reds, but I'm not getting my hopes up. But we all should be focusing on Bearcats football and Cincinnati Bengals football. All right, y'all. I am out. Have a good weekend, and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.